and thanks for joining me on Creative Conversations with Dion White. I'm Dion White, and I am your host. This is episode three. This week, I am talking with South Carolina photographer Adam Powell of Silver and Chalk Images. Let's welcome Adam to the podcast. Hi, Adam, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, welcome to the Conversations with Dion. I appreciate you joining the podcast today. Thank you. Well, I introduced you, and um, you are a South Carolina photographer. And uh, basically, Adam, as we talked earlier in the pre-interview, we found out that we have a little bit more in common than we even realized. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that. Uh, What an unlikely path, right? Right, yeah. I was trying to think back to how we even really became friends on Facebook and I think it came from our love for tacos (laughs) (laughs) somehow uh, we crossed paths and we began to follow each other and basically just create what I call you know relational equity or relational capital and you know when you begin to just invest time in believing and following other people and liking their posts and commenting you just create um a type of connection and i felt a connection to you through that in the creative realm when i began to see your um photography so just tell us a little bit about yourself where you're located and you know what you do um well my name is adam <laughs> i am from columbia um it's i'm not a native person of Columbia, South Carolina. I'm originally from Anderson, uh, South Carolina. I grew up more in Anderson and Greenville upstate, which I truly miss. Um, I miss the cool weather up there. It's very hot in Columbia. Um, I uh, am a photographer in Columbia, South Carolina. I've jumped full-fledged head face first into photography. Uh, I have did photography for a number of years now. Uh, I'm a father of two, 10 and 11-year-old, and I also have a beautiful wife and three dogs which two of them are rescues awesome well i have a heart for dogs too and so we connect there on something else well i was you know talking with you earlier and you know about how our path you know it's funny how it kind of finds its way but it's important when we say yes and make plans and then our path gets led you know, in other ways, and we come across people that help us along that way. You've had some unlikely things happen in your life, and you mentioned that you've had a few, just a few near-death experiences, <laughs> um, which I think is really crazy, but you're, I believe you're here for a reason. So just tell us a little bit about how you, you know, your path to where you are now of your journey, even creatively, and you mentioned your mom. So just tell us a little bit about that. Um, I've always been fascinated on how things work. Uh, I can, aside from watching my mom paint, um, when I was a child, I'd I'd sit there and watch my mom paint for hours. And I was always fascinated on the things she would pull out of thin air. Like she she was the type of person that would not have to look at something to paint it. And I always found that very fascinating. But on the other side of that, I was always in trouble because I'd always take away, take apart the toaster. <laughs> my, my parents would always get mad because I'd take apart things. And I guess that was a sort of a creative part of, of, of it as well. I, I was just always fascinated with how things worked. And, and not on top of that, just like my mom painting. Um, it, I think it really kind of put some seeds in my adolescence of where I am now. Um, because even now I'm still fascinated, um, by what's around me, um, and what, and the things that work and 
all of the beauty that's around me when I when I step outside the the front door every day. Um, it, it is, I think, just my life in general. All the occurrences that happened up until now have catapulted me and piqued my interest in sown seeds uh, in my past to what I see now and what I what I'm living in right now. I think that is um, really wonderful because just to be able to slow down long enough to even view what's around us is uncommon these days. I know we talked about that and that's something that you do through your photography is you capture nature beautifully um, that has spoken to me personally. And, um, but I would like, I'd like you to tell them the very first photography um, instrument that you use. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, aside from the, uh, the, uh, Revco and CVS, well, see, it wasn't CVS back in the day. It was like Revco and Eckerd. Um, I don't know if anybody ever remembers that. That's a way back in the day. Uh, <laughs> aside from the drugstore throwaway cameras, um, the first like device, electronic device, cause it wasn't really contributed as a camera. It was more of a phone. Um, it was a Blackberry Storm. Um, and I, every time I tell that story to people, people laugh and they're like, how could you like photography with that? Because it wasn't really a, it wasn't really a camera, but I remember sitting on a swing in Buford, South Carolina, and I was holding my Blackberry and I watched the sailboats, uh, you know, go by and I watched the birds fly and I watched the people walk. And I began to get fascinated with what was around me at that certain moment in my time. And so I grabbed my Blackberry storm took about three hours to unlock <laughs> because, because <laughs> this is if anybody remembers blackberry storm was like the beginning of touchscreen like we I, I remember like people getting upset that touchscreen was not the future but apparently it is but um <laughs> i remember pointing my blackberry storm at things in buford south carolina and and getting back to the hotel later that night and scrolling through like all the photos and even though the quality back then was very bad and you know, and you cannot compare it to what were the phones we have in our hands hands today. But to me, I was very fascinated with what I captured. And not only was I fascinated, I was actually excited to go out the next day. And I really believe that sort of kind of birthed some sort of interest in photography for me. I just think, I, I don't know, I think it's fascinating because people always laugh. They're like, how how could you start photography with a blackberry storm? And, and what's really funny is when I get to those people who are way younger than I am and they're like, what is a blackberry storm? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They, they think it's like a fruit or something or some smoothie they need to try at the local like smoothie store. I'm like, yeah, there was another phone besides the iPhone, you know, back when phone batteries lasted 25 years. Um, Isn't that crazy how far we've come technology wise and how really how awesome the cameras are now, even on the iPhones, you know, um, they're amazing, really. But yeah, uh, yeah, everyone's a photographer now, I guess. (laughs) Well, it's like everybody's a painter, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have, I have, I've seen eight year olds with iPhone 10s that could probably take better pictures than I can now. So, I mean, you know. I don't know. It is what it is. I think the point to that is that it doesn't take much. And, you know, we had talked about this earlier, how, um, you know, just make use of what you got, you know, and it's so true. You know, I don't, 
personally, even for me, it's like I don't have this huge art studio. I make use of the, the space I have. I make use of the tools I have. And, you know, I think that is so important. And you, you just gave such a great message right there about just make use of what you got at the moment and appreciate what's around you. And speaking, well, speaking of that, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, what's funny is I remember um, getting on my MacBook or getting on my laptop three or four years ago eyeballing and Google eye like I Googling these lenses that cost thousands of dollars. And I remember praying and <laughs> I, know, I know it's probably not a right thing to pray for, but I, I remember just like being that kid in a candy store. Like, that's what I want. I want that someday. I remember this one lens I wanted for three years. It, and I'm not sure if you will know what it is, but it was a Canon 70 to 200. It's like a, it's like a $1,900 lens. It's, mm. For photographers, it's the bread butter of like wedding photography. It is like the lens. It's the it's the long white one. That's what I usually tell people. It's the oh, long yes. white lens. I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to, and I even used to tell my wife, you know, I could really do something if I had that lens. Mm. And she would hear it for two years. But, you know, last year, I actually bought that lens. And you know what? I, I remember sitting in my car and holding that lens in my hand. And as dumb as that sounds to some, maybe some people, it was a great day for me because I remember three years ago that I'd prayed for that and mm. that I, I'd wanted that. And I, I would really like believe like, you know, I, that's something I want. And, you know, I would, and to be honest, I would have never probably gotten it if I wouldn't have worked for it. You and, know, that, that just means like, I, I hear like faithful and little you know, ruler of much, you know, kind of thing with that. Like you believed for it. You were faithful in the other things you used what you had at the time, but I just feel, you know, where we're, we, we are rewarded at times in our life, you know? And so um, my son would probably know exactly what you're talking about because I know he's a photographer and videographer uh, at heart. So, but it's so important. And you capture these most amazing pictures of pathways um, of bridges, of uh, water and florals, and you've really captured my heart with your photography. And recently, one of the ones that I know you just um, sold a piece of this was uh, a walkway, and it was uh, evidently a type of aerial scene, right? And it was a water scene. And I remember looking at that, going, "That looks like a piece of abstract art." And I remember zooming in on that particular photo going, what is this? Because it was so well done. It didn't even really look just like a, um, like a photograph. It almost, to me, at times looked mosaic. And so you really have an eye to capture nature um, other than just like, say, doing portraits of people and stuff. And, you know, so tell us a little bit about your love for like paths and bridges and lines like that. I don't like, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I love leading lines. I, I even, I remember going to um, Sullivan's Island. There's to get some of, to get to some of the beaches, you have to take a long like pathway walks. And yes. I enjoy it. I, I told my wife, she, there's like a shortcut you could take. And I told my wife, I was like, no, I want to go this way because it, it'll make a great picture. And <laughs> my wife's looking at me like, really? Come on. There's a shorter way. And, <laughs> But me, you know, my wife tolerates me. She, you know, plays the part. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel sorry for her for making her walk a little longer. But <laughs> but for me, the leading lines, I love 
a good path or a good leading line. And as cheesy as that sounds, I don't know. I just love it. Like I, I just stop in my tracks and maybe it's a reflection on my own life because there were a ton of paths that I could have walked down in my adolescence, you know, growing, growing up in high school and, you know, growing up in church. And, you know, there was a plenty of times where I could have uh, taken a couple of different paths. And there were a few times that I did and they didn't turn out too good. And I ended up hanging out with the wrong people and I ended up, you know, getting in trouble at school and I ended up doing things that I probably shouldn't have done, but you know, that, I learned from it and it, it, I think it's some somewhat of a reflection to me that, you know, there's a path in front of you, but it's really your decision to take it or not. Yeah. And it, it's really your decision to, if you do take it, because it could lead somewhere else or it could lead to somewhere good. And, and talking about that, you know, um, the decision to at least take the path. So what has been your challenge then? What has been your fear um, my fear, um, I mean, no, most people have like normal fears, like spiders and, <laughs> and snakes, <laughs> snakes and, yes. and like, uh, heights and stuff like that. I, me, I'm, I really, you, could you say that again? Fear to fail. Okay. I, I, I just, I fear that people aren't going to like what I do. And, mm. and it's not, and, and it's not in the sense that I care because there's a part of me that cares, but there's another part of me that doesn't care. But the major part of me is that I really want people to like what I put out, but I, mm-hmm. I think that what really needs to happen is you have to love what you put out. That's good. Because if you don't, your heart's not in it. And yes, and I feel like there. And let me be honest that that um, walkway you brought up just recently. Um, uh, side note: I've I've sold thirteen of those prints. Mm. Here's the funny story: I took that picture four months ago. <laughs> I I sat on that I sat on that picture for four months. I looked at it on my computer screen for four months. And I fought tooth and nail with myself. I even asked my wife a million times, do you like this? Do you like this? And I'll do that. Sometimes she'll get annoyed and and sometimes she won't. But I'll be like, do you like this picture? What do you think about this? And I was actually disgusted with that picture. I Mm. I didn't like it. I just like, there's nothing to it. It's just water. It's just a bridge. It's just a walkway. There's nothing to it. I really like it. I edited the picture probably... 40 times, 40 different ways. And I I would end up just closing Lightroom. I would close Mm. it and I would just like, I'm not satisfied. I just, I don't don't like it. And one day I just started editing it and I looked at it and I was like, you know what? That's a really great picture. And, (laughs) and yes, it is. (laughs) And I posted it and I was fearful. I really was. I posted it and I was like, I'm probably going, nobody's probably going to like this. And the thing is, I had over a thousand likes on that picture and mm-hmm. I had over a hundred comments on that picture, all supportive of how fascinated they were with it. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to blow my head up. I'm just, I'm really kicking myself because <laughs> I sat on something that was so good that I could have given the world four months ago. That's good, Adam, because you need to trust yourself, you know? Yeah. And, and it was my fault. 
and I it was really kind of a learning experience because I'm like, look, I'm sitting on this thing the whole time. God's given you a gift and you're just sitting on it. And that's you- a that's a really important lesson. It really is that we need to release what he gives us, release the gift within us and not hoard it. You know, um, it's kind of like the hidden talents thing, you know, um, for those who are on here listening as Christians understand that parable of the talents, you know, and in a way, you know, we can't hide our gift. We can't hoard it. You know, we have to release it. And I think that's a huge, huge point here is that, you know, we have to take the risk to walk down the path. We have to take the risk to release our gift into the world. You know, um, as much as it is for us, it is for others. And so we have to learn to trust even our instincts and, and fight and persevere through that fear of failing or not being uh, liked or accepted or our work being accepted. No, I agree. And even, even when I was a student pastor, I used to always tell my students that the world is waiting for the gift that God has put on your life. Mm -hmm. Right now, the world is waiting for something that God has put on your life. And if all you are going to do is sit on it, God cannot demonstrate his self in fullness if we're just sitting on what he gave us. That is so true. And I've so been, true. I've found, I've been found guilty of this myself where I've, I feel like there's been plenty of times where I've sat on my gift of photography and my wife will tell you this. So she's blue in the face. I, you need to do something with this. You need to do something with this. People love it. And I love it. And you have a gift. And me, I'm over here just like, well, what if people don't like it? Well, I don't really like it. Well, maybe I do like it. And it wasn't until I just said, you know what? I don't even care if people don't like it, they don't like it, but you know Mm -hmm. what? I like it. I love it. I'm just going to put it out there and I'm going to trust God that he's going to, he's going to base in his glory and and reach his glory and fullness of who he is through my works and through my creative arts and my creative works. And it come, it came out to be probably one of my most talked about photos. Yes. Well, I would see, I can see why. And I love your work. And matter of fact, I love it so much. I used a sample of it for my class. I just taught painting on live Monday. And that has been a huge hit as well. You just capture light. Well, you capture the experience well, and you know, the perspective of it, your paths, your bridges, your walkways, they, they, to me, they speak of, Hey, it's an invitation. Let's take a journey. And to you, they may not. But to me, that's what I see. And so looking at life through a lens, Adam, let me ask you this. What has that helped you do in life in general? Slow down. Big time. Um, I like to, I like to um, tell my kids I'm older than the Internet. <laughs> uh, the dial-up, right? Yeah. Oh, it's before that. <laughs> Like I was telling you earlier, I remember we used to have a computer room uh, where one room was designated for the computer and everybody used to go in to go on the Internet. Nobody had laptops in their bedrooms because laptops (laughs) weren't really a thing by then. Right. Um, But it it causes me to slow down and I appreciate it because for me, it's a rite of passage. And for me, it's a pastime for me because I remember growing up and going outside to play until the sun went down. I remember mom and dad letting us just go out and play in the front yard, throw rocks or climb trees or run through the woods. And we just found things to do. Mm. And, and to me, it kind of brings me back to that where life is just really simple. If you make it simple where I can put my phone down and I can just 
not I can just put the noise down, not just my phone, just the noise of everything. And that's so true. And I can just enjoy, if not for five seconds, five minutes, even an hour, what God has put on display right in front of you. There's mm-hmm. so much wonderful beauty in front of us each and every day if we would just take maybe, hey, even five, ten seconds just to appreciate it a little bit. And I feel like with photography, through a lens, it's caused me to slow down a little bit That's and appreciate awesome. everything around me. So would you say photography is a sense of therapy? Oh, yeah, all day long. I mean, I tell my wife, it is therapeutic to me. And there might be some people that think that's completely crazy. But but to me, it's therapeutic because I go out to a park. I go, you know, travel sometimes or I go out to a beach. There's been plenty of times my wife and I have gone to the beach and, and she thinks I'm crazy for doing this because she likes to sleep in a little bit, especially if we're on vacation. But I'll get up at like <laughs> 5.30 in the morning and I'll go wait for the sun to come up because it's so beautiful and it's so therapeutic. It makes you feel so alive and so like, and not trying to like be super spiritual or anything, but it really just makes you feel in tune with like the voice and presence of God. Like it makes Mm. you just feel things, just, just shutting the noise off and just appreciating everything around you. Oh yeah. It's therapeutic. I can say this, that we've just um, connected you know, resonating on a different level now because I absolutely love sunrises and sunsets, but sunrises particularly. And, you know, I, I'm not a morning person technically, but when I'm on vacation and I'm at the beach particularly or the mountains, I will get up and wait for that sun to rise. And it's, it's my kids know, my husband know I'm going to go out to that beach and I'm going to wait with my coffee and my camera for it to come up. And I had an experience, I didn't tell you about this before, but I had an experience um, several years ago when I was really struggling with my health and I was trying to come off of medications. Um, I got myself out of the bed one day when we were on vacation at Topsail Island. And um, I was basically bedridden all week on spring break. How fun, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) I, I felt this draw, like I have got to see the sunrise and capture that and so I remember walking out to the beach still in my pajamas and I stood there and I watched that sunrise and tears just started to well up and down my face I felt at that moment like no matter what my physical emotional circumstances were something about that moment about watching the sunrise made me realize there's still hope for me there's still hope you know because if there's you know, however people want to look at it, however they believe, because the way the earth accesses, you know, and turns, the sun's going to rise no matter what. But guess what? That sun is rising all the time, somewhere, all the time around the world, <laughs> nonstop, mm-hmm. you know. And so I understand, it, to me, it is so, so deep to connect with something like that, mm-hmm. you know. And nobody else gets up with me for the sunrise, just just me. <laughs> but, you know, it's 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 precious, to me and it's life to me and it just shows me that there is something a lot bigger out there than me in this world i agree so you know we both have overcome some amazing challenges on our path our journey we've both taken some other paths to get where we are now and both of our moms have played a huge part in just feeding um our self-esteem feeding our confidence and just nurturing us in our gift um, tell us a little bit about, about your, you know, just about that with your mom. Um, well, I, 
Um, I've always grown up, like I said earlier, creative. Like I've always had a creative spirit to me. Like I always wonder how things work. I've always been fascinated by art and just creative arts in general. And, and I, my mom used to paint, my mom used to sketch and she was really good at it. And I know I'm biased because she's my mom <laughs> and everybody's gonna be like, Oh, my mom's great. <laughs> but, but to me, she was fascinating, like just to watch her paint and, and she used to, and the thing is, she used to really enjoy doing it. That's what really, not only just how fascinating her work was, it was also fascinating to watch how much love and passion she had for it. And to me, as a kid, it really just kind of catapulted me to maybe dive into it a little bit. I remember going, you know, taking art classes in school, you know, in elementary, it's, it's mandatory. You always <laughs> have to, take, you always have to take art. <laughs> But um, through high school, it's it was more like an elective, but I chose that elective, and it's something that I wanted to do, like with chalk, you know, chalk sketching, and, you know, and I was very fascinated with abstract stuff, mm. and ab- abstract was always, like, the core, like, I always loved abstract art, and, you know, and that, that's originally what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to circle my life around um, everything art, Um but when I hit about 17, 18, it changed yeah. and it, it went to a different direction. Um, I had, I found something that was a little bit more important than art at that mm. time. Well, I've been down that path myself and uh, thankfully I'm right back to where I'm supposed to be and what I was created for. And I think you jumping head in to your photography is just a sign. Look, you know, this is what I was created to do. I can share the world through a lens and, you know, display God's glory, you know, in this way. And so right. our moms were our cheerleaders in good ways. We've had naysayers too, haven't we? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so, you know, what would you say to people um, who might be interested in the path of photography or having that fear of failing? And, you know, what would you say to them at this point? Um, I read a quote. I, can, I, don't know, I don't know who it's from, but I, I can't remember. But I read it online somewhere that people get caught up with like, you know, people being great photographers, people having all the thousands of dollars of a camera equipment at their hands. But the quote that I read was Ansel Adams, which mm. is one of the greatest photographers yes. ever. He had less technology in his camera equipment than we have today. And, and he did all mm. he did. And that right there tells me that it doesn't take, all the efforts of the world to make you great at what you mm. do. All it takes is just, just a little of what you got in your hand right now. Um, just going back to my Blackberry storm. I didn't have a thousand dollar camera walking around Beaufort, South Carolina. I had a, a very old Blackberry storm, <laughs> but you know what? I made it happen yes. with what I had in my hand. And I think is growing up as a photographer in the last four or five years into this field. Um, there's been plenty of times where I've looked at other photographers and like, man, I wish I had that. And, but I've also come to the understanding that it's not about that. Like you have to, you have to work with what you got and what God has given you in your hands right now. And what I don't even think the Bible says is something like that. You found faithful in the small, you found faithful in the yep. big. I really believe that if you take what God has given you in your life at this very moment, you appreciate it and you work with what God's given you then I really believe that doors of opportunity may open. They have for me. I know it's true that, you know, I'm not doing what I've done five years ago, what I'm doing today. 
you know, I didn't, I wasn't selling prints off of a Blackberry store. Yes. I wasn't scheduling, um, you know, portraits or sessions with people three years ago, but I am now. Sure. But the only reason I'm doing all that now is because of everything I did two or three years ago. Yes. I made decisions and I did things two or three years ago and I'm living in those decisions that I made two or three years ago right now. Which I love this quote that I'm not sure if this is your quote or somebody else's, but in our pre-interview, you, you said this, first of all, don't give up. And then second of all, you said your moment is not made in a spotlight. And I just, I really think that that is so true that people don't realize the hidden seasons that we have to go through in our life and the times of refining and the time of, of, that we put in, in our craft and Lord knows the time you go into editing stuff and just, Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to just do it. And all that takes place behind doors that takes place in the quietness of our, of our rooms that takes place in the quietness of a park. You know, you have to do these things in order to get where we're at today, you know, cause people think you don't just pop up in the spotlight and Oh, overnight success. No, we've put our hand to this for some time into creating where we are now, you know? And so it's important for people to understand you got to go through some stuff. <laughs> yes, it is. It is very, yeah, you do have to go through some stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We disagree. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, everybody looks at you like, I mean, there's people that can look at me and be like, wow, he's such a great photographer. It's like, if you want, you want to see the stuff that I took pictures of three years ago. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I saw this one YouTube where uh, I saw this one YouTube video where these photographers, professional photographers, they revisited their old work and they wanted they edited your old work. And a lot of the comments that the professional photographers made were, "Wow, I should have really quit this business three four <laughs> years ago." And that's how I feel. Like I look at some of the stuff. I got an external hard drive with thousands of pictures on it and there's some of the things that i look at even i still even have those buford south carolina pictures that i took with that blackberry store i'd like to see those (laughs) (laughs) i i've looked at those and i i literally look at myself in the mirror and be like you are the worst photographer in the world (laughs) like like really why did you get interested into this because you're bad you're horrible but i think (laughs) that's what's so great about it because we take what we used to do and we perfect it you know god is okay with us just being okay yes we don't, we don't have to walk up to a starting line having the perfect camera equipment having the perfect mindset having the perfect car perfect house perfect life yes god wants what you have in your hand and i really believe that if if you give god what you got which is what all you have i really believe he'll meet us he'll he'll take he'll w- w- where we can go with our limitation God can meet us with his unlimited potential. Yes. Man, Adam, that is such a powerful message right there. I really believe that we're limited in the capacity of what we can do. But if we really take the effort, not just, not just have a mindset of, Oh, well, God will help me do it. No, you need to get up and you need to work at it. And you need to have a work ethic that if you want something to happen, you need to go for it. And I really believe that if we have that heart and we have that mindset that God will meet us right where we are and he'll take us farther than we can take ourselves because his favor is unlimited. 
And he his bound there's no boundaries to his fullness and greatness. And I really believe he can take us to an unlimited potential in our in our art, in our craft, in our skills, and in, in our talents that he's put on the inside of us. You know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about how um, how it takes time, and everything in our life um, takes time to refine, including our hearts. And um, I just. I think that your message to persevere through the fear of failure, to, to just take the choice to walk down that path and don't give up and use what you have in the moment you have it is such a powerful message because we all want it right now in this world because of the instant gratification of technology and everything and, and ingenuity. And we also say, you know, I want it right now and I want it perfect right now. And that's not the way it was intended. He, you know, he didn't even create the the earth like that, you know? So I, I'm so thankful that we connected and that you chose to be a guest on my podcast. Tell us where they're going to want to follow you because you have an amazing personality. Um, you have amazing photography and um, you just, it's very contagious. And so Tell us where they can follow you on Facebook and on Instagram, and then tell us what your website is where they can view your art, and then they can contact you. Um, sure. Well, thank you for all the compliments. Uh, but, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, you, most of the people can find me on social media under the name Real Adam Powell. That's R-E-A-L, and it's my first name, last name. It's all together. Uh, I think my Facebook's a little different, but if you type in Adam Powell in Columbia, you'll be able to find me. Um, my website where you can view my portfolio and buy some prints or book me for a session if you want. Uh, it's uh, silverandchalkimages.co. Awesome. And I'll put that link in uh, the, the podcast as well. So thank you so much for joining me tonight. And uh, this was just a real pleasure. And I look forward to connecting with you further down the road and just um, – yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. You're you're making my life a little bit happier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the images and and uh, just thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. awesome. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening again to another episode of Creative Conversations with Dion White. I hope you enjoyed this and was inspired by it. And uh, don't forget to subscribe and follow. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. And bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today on Creative Conversations with Dion White. For your listening enjoyment, you can subscribe to my podcast on Apple iTunes Podcast, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, and Anchor FM. We'll see you next time.